Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and no interview. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We um, have had a host of visitors in the last, oh, probably two weeks straight. Mm -hmm. And we just felt like, you know what, we're going to do the podcast today, just us. And for sure, we'll have uh, visitors come in the door. I'm sure we will. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll have a surprise interview, but we don't have a plan. How many do you think will come in? It's been a crazy morning so far. I'm going to say four. All right, let me quickly introduce everybody. Um, uh, my name is Bonnie. I'm the director of the Dalen Memorial Library, and with me today are my co-host, Joanne Kittle. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks. Um, you seem so relaxed on a Thursday. It's normally laps it in story <laughs> time. Are you secretly relieved there's no children today? I am. I was saying to the girls last night that as much as I love it, it was really um, a relief not to like think, oh, okay, I've got to get the books. I've got to get everything ready. So um, It's a good day. We got a lot of work done because mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of kids underfoot, but it's normally our laps at story time today, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. And my other lovely co-host, Amy Wyman. How Hello. are you? Thanks I'm for coming right. in early today. Yeah, happy to. Um, lots of book recommendations for lots us. Lots of book recommendations. That's super yep. exciting. Another yep. reason we don't need an interview today. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying we're not having one. Someone could come in the door at any second. Any minute. We like to open with town news. And of course, there is so much town news because mm-hmm. if you're from New England and it's March, what's coming up? Town meeting. Town, town meeting. meeting. Um, and other places, they don't do this, which I find interesting. Uh, but it's a super powerful evening of democracy that we're getting ready for. And first, you have to go to town election day, mm-hmm. which is Tuesday, next Tuesday, March 14th. And what are we voting for on that day? Well, all the elected officials, right. mm-hmm. so town officers, town officers mm-hmm. I had, and also the school budget. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. I right. forgot that's on that day, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to meet the candidate. Saturday morning event where mm-hmm. we served fun. donuts and coffee. I loved it. I was sorry I wasn't here. I'm we sorry you weren't here either because mm. as a candidate, you could mm-hmm. have represented yourself, right. um, but everyone knows who you are, so that's good. It was the mystery people that came. Right, that's good. I met the man who's running for treasurer, Eric Willis. Yes. Eric Willis. Yes. So he made an appearance, and George Therese, who is a write-in for the school board. Some people are familiar with him because yes. he's been on the school board, but mm-hmm. he was late on arrival to filing. But I know why. why. I got some tea. So the reason why, I asked somebody about it, and I thought, hmm, why, why didn't he file? Did he forget? And he was appointed for one year. Oh. And wasn't planning on running. And then when he saw that no one had stepped up, he thought, well... I know how to do it. I am going to run. And so the person I was talking to said... You would make a great campaign manager for him. That was a good explanation. Well, I didn't get get a chance to talk to him. Mm -hmm. I was just asking somebody um, because I I was curious. I'm like, what? what, what Because I overheard someone kind of accusing him of filing late and that was irresponsible. And I didn't hear his answer. So maybe that's what he... So the answer is he had been appointed for one term and he never really thought... Um, he was helping the situation out, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the details, but when I think somebody stepped down and moved over to the high school mm-hmm. board, he stepped in, was appointed for the one year. So he wasn't he wasn't planning on doing it. And mm-hmm. now I've also heard on chatter, so it must be true, that um, <laughs> the other gentleman that was a write-in is not a write-in anymore. Oh. 
Oh, I didn't know there was another write-in I for school board. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Well, he's no more. So. Okay. What are the rules of write-ins? Do you know the rules? There's just, I don't. So you have to spell their name pretty accurately. Well, I was just talking to another um, officer mm. office holder today, and I said, "Oh, I've got to make sure I know how to spell everybody's names." And this person said, "It's intent that if, if it's clear intent." Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So like, if you spell George wrong, you put O before E. Yeah, it's it's intent. That <laughs> it's is like or is it E R. before O? Right. Right. I don't even know. Yeah. But I was told with some authority that it's, it's te- the intent. Okay. Good. Also, enough. if you do not like the person who's running unopposed, you can also write in someone below that name. So you might have a Correct. challenger, Amy, that you don't even know about That's as a true. write-in. There could they be could... a secret I know. Uh, campaign it, folks. <laughs> for the, what's your position? I am running for the school board clerk for Excellent. the village school. Okay, Amy cool. Wyman, I recognize that name. I do, I know. Um, there are sample ballots here, of course, at the library. We provide information, and the clerk during the meet and greet brought all the sample ballots, so we got to look at mm. those so you can understand. It's kind of nerve-wracking when you get in the booth, right? And you're like, oh, I forgot. Like, yeah, the I school, I, I've got to look at the school. You can bring notes in. There were um, just so many people in attendance here at your it was candidate fun. day. Um, when we normally do it, meet the candidate at night. It's more formal. Serious. Yeah, it's serious and questions. I, mean, I just thought this was much lighter. And people put name tags on, so we just kind of like floated around the room, mm-hmm. and it felt That's like great. old home days. I got to talk to almost everybody, just the one gentleman I didn't get around to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it like I said, a lot of um, uncontested races, so it felt like everyone was social, and, and the cemetery trustee was here, and the trustee of the trust funds, like everybody was here who's running unopposed that mm-hmm. made it a feel, was there was here. a selectman here, so it was almost like there was a representative from every kind of organization, and the library trustees came, and um, so like maybe... But the, um, the man, the gentleman running for fire warden... Oh, was he here was here too. Yeah. I talked to Mr. Oh. Susie for had a nice conversation with him. Yeah. So uh, even though it's tiny in here, it felt a little bit you know cozy, and it was good. Mm-hmm. So no regrets. So that's election day. That's exciting. And then uh, town meeting, of course, is the following day. And um, here's the tea on town meeting. So town meeting starts at seven p.m. But what time should you go to check in Six and get o'clock. your seat? Six o'clock. This so year, six o'clock. The door is open at six, and it's going to be standing room only because there's plenty to vote on this year. You need your ID. You need your ID. You need to be registered. You need to be Don't a, be holding a resident, the line up. A resident of Mount Vernon. Resident Correct. of Mount Vernon, and then grab your seat and be. And social. your slips of paper. Goodness knows how many we're going to have. At mm-hmm. least four secret there's ballots. There's lots of secret ballots. Right. So I heard that each secret ballot's going to be a different color, so you can't just put all your yeses into one bucket. Oh. I thought that was funny. That was good that somebody <laughs> thought of that. They thought of that. There'll be multiple boxes, so we can run two lines instead of one line. And oh, good. they were talking about spilling people over into different parts of the building, but that might require some technology. technology. So they're working on that. The weather so far looks good. Who came in and had an, an idea? It was Ann Dodd was telling us years and years ago when they were voting on building the NPR. Mm-hmm. They had had they had town meeting in the church, and they went over capacity, and so they hired a fire watchman. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of that before. So that they could exceed fire code. Interesting. You just put extra firemen at the door or however, so to that they're sure already there in case there that was That people aren't, you know, well, starving. Maybe, they, maybe they hold fire extinguishers. How do we do that? I don't know. I don't know. 
That's, we better figure that it out. That is a job for the town moderator and for the clerk. we got to get David Sturm on that. Let's that's really I never Sturm. even heard no, of that. No, I haven't heard of that either. No. So, but that's what they did hmm. back in the day. So that's wow. precedent. So the attendance close. last year at town meeting, if you remember, it was a blizzard. Uh-huh. And even the DPW wasn't there to defend their own budget because they were plowing the road, which... <gasps> Oh, yeah. That's a good move, right? Yeah. How could you vote against the DPW right, when they're out saving your roads? Cleaning the roads for you. Hello. So um, we were under 200 last year, and that felt like a full room. So now just imagine it's four to double. 500 easily. There's big more articles. And, of course, the new library is up for um, a vote. So that's been a lot of talk of the town. You know, mm-hmm. And a new fire truck. That's new on. fire truck is mm-hmm. up and a sprinkler system for said new library. And yep. then the road. So yes. the construction of a new road um, to the new cemetery, which is on the dock for 2027. But right now we're trying to, to address the road first because you need the road for the library. So mm-hmm. if the library to win, you would need the road. And so it's been a lot of back and forth conversation of course, we can't tell you how to vote, uh, but we can surely encourage you to empower yourself to go to town meeting and vote for your projects, issues that you support, yep. and to educate yourself. I know that the library trustees provided um, an information session last week on Thursday night, and they had the architects and the engineers and everybody there to answer the questions. So mm-hmm. if you were able to attend that, great. If you were not able to attend that, they posted a recording of it. Um, so the, the library trustees have done a lot of work, so they want to be as transparent as possible. They are also going to be here at the library on Saturday for any final questions. Oh, good. So nice. we have a town Facebook page that gets a little bit heated, of course, because it's like not anonymous discussion, but there's like a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. But if you have a real question and you want the answer, the library trustees have the answers for at least a library project. So you can come and ask those questions about the library budget and anything. And that's going to be Saturday from 1 to, I think they said 2.30. They were going to hang okay. out. And it's dropping. Just drop in. They'll have the pictures and the plans. So that's on the agenda. And um, next thing you know, it'll be Thursday. And we'll know what happens yep. and um, start moving forward after that. Okay. Yep. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. One thing we did not talk about at the last podcast because we simply ran out of time, but it's so important um, Joanne received a grant from the Greater Nashua Smart Start Coalition. If you remember, this was an early literacy grant, and it was so generous. And mm-hmm. we were able to do, I called it an enhanced program. Mm-hmm. So all the good stuff that Joanne does for those two programs, but like on steroids. Yeah. So I wanted you to give a quick talk, because guess what's due today? The grant report. The final grant report, yeah. coincidentally, <laughs> is due. And we were just carving out all the goodness the that numbers. came of the grant. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to know how many people came and what was the greatest impact. And would you ever do it again? And I'm going to say yes. We would definitely do it I, again. I, you I want to talk love, about it? I would love to do it again. It was... Um, It was a lovely score, so thank you, Bonnie, for writing it. And we were told about it from one of the trustees, Amy White, who works in the school district in another... Hudson. In Hudson, right? So she told us about it. And, um, yeah, it was, like, just extra. It was right... We always do lap set. We always do story time every season. But this one... Um, it was just very exciting, I think, that we, we got a lot more people signed up, especially for the story time, because we promoted it as um, extra special. So mm-hmm. everybody got a tote bag and a beautiful book, and we had little fun giveaways each week. Uh, so that really just enhanced. I, I, I tried to 
warn everyone that this was like a one-time thing. Next time we still have fun, but you're not going to get a present every week. Right. Um, but it was lovely. I met a lot um, of new faces in the town, and I think it was, there was just a lot of um, talk about it. You're very good at promoting things, and it was lovely. We also had good weather every week except our last week and we just bumped it up i came in early before we opened on friday and held our last our last story time in lapset mm-hmm. so i love lapset i've talked about this before where when i first started it might just be me and one baby and it would always i always felt so bad like i was letting everybody down but we have a really good group yeah. of babies that yeah. i will get to know as they grow up. Hooray for the babies. Hooray for the babies. And then afterwards, we uh, ended up with a puppet show that we had at the school. Lindsay and her puppet pals, right? Yes. Yes, Lindsay and her puppet pals. We've had her here here before, once inside the building, once outside the building. She's marvelous. Um, She really brings those puppets to life. And we had a lot of people in the in the village school library. Were there, a lot in there? there were a lot of people, um, so certainly we wouldn't have been able to house that many people in yeah. our space. But it was a great time, and in fact, um, a grandma and grandpa came in yesterday that had brought their children, their grandchildren, and and they were visiting from oh yeah Tennessee. Yes. Is that where they're from? Yeah. and they were just charmed by the puppet show they were expecting little hand puppets and they they're like full body full body puppets they loved it so would i do it again i would love to do it again a tremendous amount of running around and shopping beforehand in a very small amount of time uh yeah thank you to amy got all our marketing materials um, custom made in-house so we didn't have to pay a designer Hmm. or anyone for that yeah we're lucky for that but um anyway it's over now and as bonnie was saying uh, last night when I was getting ready to go home, I did think, oh, I said to the girls at work at night, I said, I feel like I'm forgetting something because on Wednesday night, I make my email reminder oh, right. to everybody and I'm gathering up and making sure the crafts are ready and doing all this mm. stuff. So it felt like I wasn't quite supposed to be leaving. And then yeah. I just felt relief. Yes. <laughs> Even though I love the program. Right. I do love the program, but it was it was nice to have a little a little breather. And now it's finished. And now yeah. it's finished. Very good. Yes. Yay. So that's our that's our wrap up, Bunny, of the grant. Sorry, I was on the phone. I know. Um, good news. Starbucks what? is sponsoring. <laughs> what? Are you ready? The I'm election ready. day bake sale. Oh, we forgot good. to mention For that. The friends. Yay. When you go to vote, um, can you get Gloria? Thanks. When you go to vote uh, on Tuesday, the friends of the library will have a bake sale up. And yes. you should treat yourself. You've just done the hard job of going in and voting, and you got your sticker on. Yep. On the way out, you're going to pass the library table. And we have awesome bakers. People go nuts. There um, are some really good bakers in the Friends of the Library. Yeah, it's super yep. traditional to have that bake sale there at the end. The library always volunteers to do it. It's a good fundraiser for the Friends. Yep. All the money goes back to the library in the form of programming. So um, you make more money if you have somebody who's sponsoring your coffee. So the brand new Starbucks in Milford, our good friend, Vice President of the Friends of the Library, Mary Catherine, just went down and asked them, and they're going to sponsor oh, it. Yes. Yay, thank They're going to do the cups and the napkins, so that's really good. Wow. 
Um, awesome. Are you baking for the election? I am, yes. What are you making? I am making gluten, gluten-free Rice Krispie treats. Perfect. I. They will be dairy-free too, actually. Gluten and dairy-free. I am going to be bad. I think I'm going to make peanut butter cookies. So mm. I, my mother's recipe fell out of the cupboard the other day. And it's a this sign. Time. It's a sign. So yeah. I will label it for all our peanut allergy people. Right. But yeah. I was like, I really miss those cookies. I'm going to make them. And then my daughter, Grace, um, she is a baker by trade. She's amazing. She, yep, she's volunteering for something. Oh, so she says she has to bake Monday anyway. So okay. we'll see what she comes up with. But it's always a variety of things. People do yeah. quick yeah. breads and cookies and cupcakes. All kinds of cookies. And it's all kinds of fun. And of course, Yum. the coffee and the tea. But it's going to be a cold, long day. So yeah. 7 in the morning till 7 at it night, the polls are open. Yep. And um, we like to treat the counters at the of end course. of the day, yeah. too. So if there's anything left, the counters come in. And they get counting goes faster now that we have the right. automated machine. The electronic machine. Right? Yeah, it used to be you had the hand. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. Yes. You've done I, that, too. I kind of love it. It's like social it was, yeah. and civic yeah. duty. There was a bit of zen to it. You know, mm-hmm. you're counting, count your stack, and count the next stack, and now, now we switch. And, and then you got yeah. to know the winners. Yes. First. Right, right away. Before yes. anyone else knew in town. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's exciting news. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, and while Joanne's waiting on people, um, we want to talk about Wizarding Week. Of course. I mean, maybe even bigger on. news than town meeting. No. <laughs> for the children oh, of Montverde. For the children of Montverde. Yes, they're very so, excited. So uh, Wizarding Week is happening this year, and we're never going to take it for granted again because we had to cancel it dreadfully right. one year when COVID was, you know. Two years. Yes, as, right? as yeah. COVID was shutting down in 2020. Oh, that year was so hard. Oh, we were all ready to go to Wizarding Week and everybody was signed up and tuition was paid and all the work had been done and boo, that was terrible. Uh, So the magic is coming back and registration opened up Tuesday for returning students and it filled in a hot minute yesterday. Before the end of the day. I couldn't believe it and we have a large wait list of students who want to go learn how to be a wizard and um, I feel like this year... Uh, it's been so many years now that mm-hmm. people know exactly what to expect, that all right. the surprises are going to be there. And Joanne has been working with our good friend and neighbor, Lena Pepper. Yes. Um, I have caught them many a time. She's brilliant. At the table with their, I call it a Bible, but it's like, you know, the I'll call it the planning book yes. of what they're doing. Right. And I've been eavesdropping a little bit. So She's so creative. It sounds the like two together. it's going to be magical. And here's Joanne back. Oh, um, we were just setting everybody up with the information that not only did registration open and fill, mm-hmm. um, but we're moving on to the planning part of it and the magic oh. of it. So what right. can we expect at Wizarding Week this year? Okay, this year. So it'll be our fourth year. We had a two-year hiatus because of pandemic. We talked about that a little bit. Oh, you did? Oh, it was a sad time. And in fact, a little sad boy just left right now that was here to sign up. Uh, (sighs) Oh, sorry. So... That is a card it's not, I don't it's like. It's not even a, sn- a snooze-you-lose situation. It is strictly just that so many people want to do it, but there's only so many spots. Right. Right. Otherwise, right. we'd have to like actually have a castle. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Because I, So I don't know what you guys were talking about while I was helping the, the poor sad boy. But um, I know <laughs> this part. Because normally we have, so we fit 64 people in there, and we... And that is our need, I think. We have yep. 64 people sign up. It usually takes around a week 
to get all those people. And then maybe a week or two or a month later, you might get one or two people asking to mm-hmm. be signed in. And then I don't feel so bad about that because, right. you know, time is gone. Right? By. But right. this time, so many people just were right here trying yeah. to get it. And we just yeah. ran out of, out of space. So Wizarding Week is April vacation, mm-hmm. the 24th to 28th. Um, and it goes from Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. Yeah. to 3 p.m. You guys know the whole thing. I don't even need to be here. And um, um, you'll start by shopping for all your wizarding school materials. You'll need your robe and your wand and your quills and your pens. It's so much fun. And um, also, you'll need a trip to the candy store. Of course. And then we go into the Great Hall and we're sorted into the into our houses by the sorting hat. Mm -hmm. I love the sorting I tried to ask parents yesterday, and it was funny. The one mother's like, 100% Slytherin. (laughs) (laughs) And I agreed with her. Um, Was that that the one that she said he he likes Darth Vader more than Luke Skywalker? Yes. (laughs) So I hope the sorting hat does a good job. Uh, I think think the sorting hat does a good job. It's not for me Me to say. But... um, Anyway, the, we get a lot of returning students. So I was just doing the numbers over there. And it's about it's always the same, about half mm-hmm. new, about half returning. And some of these kids have come all four years, and they're getting big and taller than me. And, and um, they love it. We could do an alumni weekend sometime. Right. Wizarding oh, Week alumni weekend. That be fun. Former. Do you have any new professors this year? Who we have is a volunteering? lot of new professors. Mm-hmm. Um well, our very own town moderator, David Sturm. He's in? Yes. What's Hamish he going to do? Hamish McDuff. Yep. He and... So good name. That's he a great and name. Um, Paul, uh, P- Peter King, or Ziggy Zanko, they are going to be co-teaching A History of Magic Excellent. together. Oh, my gosh. That's so they're new. So can I audit that class? <laughs> yes, you can. So, um, gosh, we have, we have repeat customers. Mm-hmm. Our... Um, our potions professor, Rose Cauldron, mm-hmm. Trisha yeah. Aston, yes. she will not vacate that spot. It's mm, very, she she loves it. it. Mm-hmm. And, That's good. Good for and her. it is. She does a great job. She's the, very believable. Yeah. She does a great job. It's one of the favorite classes of the she camp. She has that soft voice that is firm, but she's mm. like, oh, you know, like, this is what we're doing. Very directive, very leaderly, mm-hmm. like a good professor. And so. she's always there, and there's always extra things they mm-hmm. can make. Um, she's legit, and the kids love her. And I, I'm just saying that all the other professors, I'm sure, would love to teach that class because mm-hmm. it's fun. You're it like smells good in there, mixing yes. up yes. things with a mortar and pestle, and mm-hmm. and it's all lovely, all lovely things. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark arts, not so much, but who would be better than Alex? Alex, right. my neighbor, <laughs> Alex Haas, Adelbert Hopwood, mm-hmm. <laughs> rolls off the tongue. He does our defense against the dark arts. He's a marvelous educator, and uh, really the, ch- the kids love him. Love him. They'd love follow him, him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've got charms. There's so many things. What about the dance this year? Oh yes, so we so we loosely follow each year. We loosely give a nod to that book, mm-hmm. and right. so year four we will be having the Tri Wizard tournament mm-hmm. and a Yule Ball. The Yule, Yule Ball. Ball. The Yule I'm super Ball. excited. Yeah, Are I we know. really dressing up for that? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like what we 100%. wear during the day, kind of boring, right? Like just like our robe, our uniform, yeah. our our right. school uniform. But yeah. Night? 
Well, at night, I what talked. What are you going to wear? I don't oh, know. Oh, I can barely. So I'm, I'm so running on empty <laughs> that week. Right. You've seen, when I see the pictures, I'm like, huh. Right. I could have maybe brushed my hair a little bit <laughs> on that fifth day. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The last mm-hmm. last year on the feast day, I'm like, holy smokes. So the ball will be more than students. All the professors will come. Yep. Are parents invited or no? No. That's too much. No, that is too much. They don't want those parents there. No. They'll come to the feast. No, the balls. I talked to our older students, our OWLs, Mm -hmm. Ordinary Wizarding Level students. Those are kids from 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. Um, We talked about this and about the dress. So Mm -hmm. they would like to dress up. But in order to keep it magical, um, we need the robes also. Yeah. But we thought that perhaps we would allow the robes to be unzipped. Oh, that's to show idea. can they wear things on their head? Yeah, they can do whatever they want. But what we need to be what we need to be careful of is this is a camp that is meant to be low cost. So I don't want anyone thinking they're buying a new dress. No. no. Oh, no. They don't. So if what you have is your robe, that's all you need. So we might add a little accoutrement to it that they can that. they can put something on like maybe a boutonniere or corsage or something like that. A sash. Oh, um, sash is a good idea too. Yeah. Did you have an idea? I well, I, I had, saw a light I know, bulb. She grabbed her I saw a light bulb go off. I had a conversation with you weeks ago mm-hmm. about that very thing, mm-hmm. and I had said that I was going to talk to someone, and I haven't done it yet. Oh, so all right. I need to make a mental. This note. was ooh, yep, reminding myself. Okay. So I'm going to make my list myself a little note. Right. Yep. So thank you, Amy. So we want it to look special, but it also needs to be magical. And we also don't want to put added costs on the parents. We don't want anyone going out to okay i heard a rumor that you actually have a dance choreographer as part of the professor yeah i've got two dance things so we have i've always wanted and i think i talked about this last time or the time before i knew year four was coming and i knew there would be a yule ball Mm -hmm. and i knew i wanted someone to come in and teach the waltz just like they do in the books and um i found one her name is Meg King. And she's a dance instructor, and she will be teaching comportment on two days, and then coming to the dance. So that's one dance performance situation. Mm-hmm. All the children will learn the waltz. You're welcome. This is going to be awesome. and, fantastic. Yay. And then my owls, my OWLs. Um, there is a girl named Liliana Kuzma who is a star, and I know one day that she'll be a, a head girl. I just know she will. She is taking on um, a dance to teach to the owls, um, a broom dance that she'll be teaching Yay. them. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, so they'll open up the dance with that's a great. little performance. So You know what? That'll inspire because mm-hmm. you know how dances are boys and girls on one side. Or like people are nervous about coming together or mm-hmm. anything. So like, I mean, do we even have dances at the village school? No. Except for oh, Valentine's Day. I think the Valentine's Day. Daddy, daughter. I think so, the Valentine's mm-hmm. they do it. I like yeah. kicking it off with a dance and getting people like, yeah. you know, just like a wedding. The first song should be good and get everybody out there. Exactly. Right? I'm very excited for that. So we, uh, yeah. again, we work with the SAU 39 um, food services. Wonderful. Uh, Crystal is, once again, will be making our magical lunches. 
Would you say that the majority of tuition goes to food? Yes, I would, for sure. Uh, The food... A lot of people to feed. If food Mm -hmm. is expensive. And so we have um, lunches every day, and we also have fruit provided on the table every day. That's great. Because while there is candy, there is butterbeer, there are things like that, Uh there's also uh, fruit provided on the table at fruit and water all day long in case somebody I may have needs a little a mother yesterday snack you had a new mother oh mother of slytherin child and she was okay. very concerned that he wouldn't eat what you serve and she wanted to pack no and i said oh no you cannot bring a packed luncheon that would ruin the magic can you just mm. imagine him opening oh, a pop tart <laughs> oh for heaven's sake i'll be sure nothing to... against her but i assured her i said Here's the thing. You're going to serve him breakfast. He'll be well fed. Mm-hmm. He will watch everyone else eat the lunch, the community lunch, serve feast style every day amongst his team. I said, it's not gruel. I go, even if he doesn't like chicken pot pie, he'll see everybody else eating chicken yep. pot I mean, I said chicken pot pie and she like, and oh. I was like, well, that's like yeah. really basic, right? So I yeah. thought, I have no idea what this child eats at home or if they just have everything door dashed. Who knows, right? But I'm like, he will not starve. And right, then right. I, when I said the fruit and bread thing, she was like, oh, good, then there'll be something there. So whatever the hesitation was went yeah. away pretty quick. But I was a lunch lady, mm-hmm. not to brag. My dad said, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, hardly any food goes to waste. And they dig mm. in. And if they really don't like peas, well, push them to the side. Like, we're not catering to, to the students' no, love the, the, of the idea is chicken nuggets. Right? Magical, right. A magical right. um, Harry Potter um, English sort of Fair on mm-hmm. real plates with real silverware, right. real so napkins. Nice. It's so nice. Yeah. It's such a nice way and to sit and eat together and real manners. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are some people that you know, chicken pot pie or shepherd's pie or fish and chips, whatever we happen to have. Yeah. They have um, never had it. Don't want it. There mm-hmm. are only a couple. Most kids eat it all. Ask for seconds, <laughs> but um. There are a couple of children that don't want it, and you know, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not forcing them to eat it, but it's there. And we yeah. also have snacks throughout the day. Snacks are so fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're fine. That should be just. All fine. right. Well, it sounds like yeah. you're well under your way. Very exciting. Um, I know that it is co-produced by your good friend Lena Pepper, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is an art teacher. So it's gonna be so amazing. It's wonderful. We we plan every weekend. We've been planning the schedules, and because the older kids um, keep coming back, we're trying to um, plan things that will make them happy. So it's really kind of like planning two camps. Yeah, because you can't do it with them. Right. You can't be in all the places all the time. Oh, right. I'm even talking about the the owls, the the middle school kids, too, that want to have an experience. And, you know, I'm happy that I have 12, I've got 12 kids in middle school that want That's to come great. back, and um, I'm thrilled mm-hmm. that they still have a good imagination. I was just mm. at the school yesterday, and I saw all the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. Oh, that's right. right. And um, You were dressed up as? I was um, Josephine Clearwater, and I put my little cart with all well, the Well, no wonder it filled up yes. so quickly. But you we do to... that every year. I know, but, I mean, you're... Fantastic yesterday, by the way, when you came in the door with the hat and everything. So <laughs> you probably, every child probably got out of school, got in the minivan. Yeah, they said, did. No, we have to register now. Right. I know. Yes, there was quite a rush right after but, school. But we do it every year. Mm-hmm. We give them a heads up. We give them a week, almost a week's notice, like mm-hmm. surprise, True. it's coming up on mm-hmm. this day. Right. And then I go in. 
mm-hmm. and remind so, them. And I'm yeah. glad I did because um, some of our repeat, our repeat family came in and said that they haven't really been on social media. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for that visit with the scroll, oh. they would have missed it. And that would have been that would have been sad. But I'll just say one more little thing before we move on is um, what an important event this is for a child's well-being, well-being and creativity. Yes. Um, when I went into the school uh, and I saw all those classes, you know, double three, double four, double five, double six, there were a couple of the older kids that were a little bit curmudgeonly. Mm. And, um, and so we talked about that a little bit, about how it can be difficult to let go of the logical everyday way of thinking and just give yourself permission to use your imagination and there were a couple of boys from last year that um had a little trouble starting off the week and so i used them as an example and um you know i said didn't didn't you have a little bit of a hard time starting off and they both said yeah in the beginning Mm. and then I will have like a little heart-to-heart talk when we will have tea if we have a problem a student with um a literal problem the disease (laughs) of low imagination so we'll I'll take them aside we'll have a cup of tea and we'll we'll talk about you know how you have to like try like Mm. it's hard work to like let all this stuff go and then the next day it's like they've had um a change of heart and they're some sometimes so all in that i'm like are you just you know Um, playing with me but this is the maximum amount of time that they have been without their phones Mm -hmm. in the whole year right like It's, there's no phones allowed, right. there's no television, there's nothing mm-hmm. that pulls you out of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And I find even for myself, I run over at lunchtime, so I'm over here and I'm me, and the minute I walk in the door, it's like, whoosh, you got to be the other person, mm, right? Because yes. sometimes the children address you mm-hmm. as that person, like, right. oh, Madame, Madame Soufflé, Soufflé. <laughs> right? Um, or you're just like hustling, and there's like a hum in the room, like there's a good vibe in there, mm-hmm. and then the minute you go outside, it's gone. You're like back in the real world and you kind of want to go back in. You're like, oh, right. I want to go back it's in. Magical. I know. We yeah. don't like to leave. So my family. You never do. <laughs> no, I, but we don't like to leave. So my, my daughter who's in college, she'll get to come back for a couple of days and help. And my son who's in high school. And we've been doing it for so long. They were much littler when we started. And we would not want to leave because there was so much to do. So we're talking about the Mount Vernon Village School NPR, which is just Mm -hmm. a gymnasium. But you magically transform it. And it's vacation week. Mm -hmm. So really just the janitors are there. And boy, they really work around us, don't they? Like we've we've had to prime them. We're like, we're coming. But I think they like it. I think they like it too. Kind of like crazy. So anyway, it's a really fun time. And I'm I'm happy that you let me do it. And Um, Amy does all the... All the printed material, Those Amy. Trading cool. cards. We've got to work I on our trading that. cards. I, I just love them. Yeah, it's going to be good. Better mm-hmm. than ever. So. Yeah, so thanks. All right, well, we'll be talking more about that um, going into, it's not until the end of April, so. Right. We've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of time. It's nearly complete. I'll tell you what's not in plenty of time. Peep diorama. Oh, yes. Um, someone saw the peep stuff yesterday and said, oh my gosh, kind of early, but it's not kind of early because Easter is kind of early. When is Easter this year? Easter is the, um, second Sunday of the month on the 9th and that makes peep diorama on Saturday, April 8th. So if you look at the calendar, it's already a month away. Second week. Yeah. It's a month Mm, away. Yeah. So same rules, 
uh, they're at the door. We encourage different age groups to make their mm-hmm. peep diorama, and then we do judge them because we're judgy. Mm-hmm. And there are prizes for best of, and that is voted on by the people. So yes. if you come, the people's visit choice. the library on Saturday, April 8th. All the peep dioramas will be here. We give a sticker sheet out, and you're allowed to put a sticker in front of the ones that you like the best, so you get four. And then we simply look at those sheets and count the ones with the most stats. Mm-hmm. And so the people's choice, get it? Yeah, people's I get sheet. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> whoever gets the most stickers is the people's choice. And they Excellent. win the giant peep, which is just a stuffed animal peep. And this year, it's tie-dye. Yay! Um, I went to my source. It's I won't reveal one. my source where I get mm. them, but they no longer make the like six-foot one. So this oh. is the biggest one I could find. So that's, that's good. the people's choice. And then there's three categories, different age groups. So I think we have the younger age group, which is 0 to 12, and then 13 to 18. And then we have an adult category. Who's entering? Well, Amy, I, are you in? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm staff. We're so staff. I can't, we, Fourth yeah. category. But no I, of course I'm making one. I, mean, yeah. I made one in COVID when we didn't even have a, <laughs> a contest. True. Do you know your theme? Are you giving um, it away? Uh, yeah. I, well, I've always done uh, a painting, so I'm sticking with that. And I am doing... So if you're familiar with, I can't remember the artist, but it's the Arnold Feeney wedding portrait. Yes. So I'm doing the Arnold Peepy wedding portrait. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I already bought my two peeps for my people. Mm-hmm. So I think I found a box. He's ready okay. to go. Yep. Good. Yeah, I good. have also bought my supplies. Do you want to know what I'm doing? Yes. I do. What are you doing? I'm doing Rihanna Super Bowl performance. <laughs> Yours is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see that. I made a little mistake. So I said to Amy think they have dark red peeps and she goes yeah hot tamale and I'm like I I'd never heard of a hot tamale peep so I go on Amazon because I'm like that's going to be a miracle to find it but turns out it's everywhere so I got on Amazon and I'm like okay one package of hot tamales and then what could be the white dancers right Mm -hmm. and so I found peep ghosts because peep ghosts come out in October right so I'm like this is so funny so I made the mistake I thought a package I misread it it said a package of three. So I thought it was three peeps in a package. Oh. And then I counted up the number of dancers. Oh, and, my god! And what would be enough? And so I might have ordered accidentally ten packages of three, <laughs> but it was three packs. So I have 30 packs of ghost <gasps> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that'll be good. So wow. I, I could actually represent every single dancer that you was. You could. If you saw the Super Bowl. Well, I hope you're making a platform. Oh, that's so yeah, I gotta figure out how to make those um, those stages levitate mm. and all the fun. But um, I love peep diorama. So, no, you guys. And I'm do. sure Rihanna Freaks. is gonna like find it and say something. Just like I so thought Taylor Swift was gonna reach out to me when I did her. That was very COVID. cute. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. that's my theme. I, and mine might even have music to go with it. I don't want to brag, but I do like to add music to You mine. love you ladies. Multisensory experience. Yes. Love your peeps. Okay, what are you going to do? I don't even I do. know. She always says this. Yeah. Every single time she says, I don't even know. I don't have any time. And then she brings in like Rapunzel oh, and her Oh, but it's so easy. I always try to do an easy one. Um, I did do... not grow up in a peep diorama family. And... Um, You'll have I don't it, know. You do a Google search for the Washington Post Peeps Diorama Contest. Yeah. And that's a good starting point. Yeah, for I do things right, like that. Right. And then you I feel like 
They're not good I, enough. No, I don't want to copy. Like that. Uh-huh. Now that wasn't my idea. But so it'll that's get, why it'll I don't get like your to... brain going because yeah. you'll see what I have an idea. Done. I did yeah. town meeting once. That was a good one too. Um, I loved that one. Yeah, yeah because I was yep. like, I mean, all I have that to do was is make the state, and then next thing you know, I was making the chairs. The and chairs. And then I got addicted, yes. and I was like, yep. I got to do the flag. I got to do the podium. Uh-huh. So like, once you get started, you can't stop. Yeah. So all right, well, peep diorama on the. The rules are here. I'm going to put them online, too. And, of course, you have to have your little, um, what do you call that? Not your application, but, like, you write the title and how your old entry you form. are. Your entry yeah. form. Entry That's form. It. Entry form. And um, it's going to be great fun. And it's always uh, planned for the same day as the Easter egg hunt. So mm-hmm. I haven't heard, but I'm sure there's an Easter egg hunt. And then you can do the Easter egg hunt and come over here. Perfect. Or you can come Extend here Extend your and, fun day. Yes, mm-hmm. It's kind of like, and if your grandparents are in town, it's just another thing. Well, will you get doing... Your other thing that you normally do at Easter? Oh, we might. So we have the Your, peep scavenger mm-hmm. hunt. I was thinking right. about making an adult version and making it hard. Make it year. hard. Make it really hard. So I was snowshoeing in, at Lamson Farm, and I don't know if you know this, but like really far out on the trail, there's a cell phone tower, and I count that as like a long hike, and it's a turnaround spot. And I got out there, and it's straight uphill. It's far. And I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, should we put a peep out here? Mm. If we had to drag families to places unknown and yeah. not burning. So it could be that. Like we could pick. Unknown adventure. Unknown adventure. Mm. But like still safe. But yes. like it's not going to be like how before. Sometimes I put them so you don't even have to get out of your car. Right. Just drive, right. Just drive So the trick is we give a hint mm. where the peep is, but you have to go there to see what color it is. So right. like you can't just say you went there. Because like mm-hmm. what color was it? And they'll say. Right. It was a green peep. And so if they have the colors right, we know they went to the places. So let's start thinking about that. Mm. The hard places in town. Hard places. That are a little bit okay. far. Like Salt, your road is far out. It is. Yeah. So although like, you may not want people on the dirt road because it's all mud. <laughs> the in April, that might be. That might be. That might be. Mm. This is why we talk about this. Yeah. So yeah. Time. We'll have a brainstorming yes, session. Yeah. It's too places. bad. It's too bad Frog Rock is in New Boston. True. One time I put it in the window of Town Hall and it wasn't obvious. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like you have to do a little looking. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So anyways, Peep Diorama and Scavenger Hunt coming up soon. And the last part of our podcast, recommendations. Yes. All right. All our guests have left. So if they, had, if they had been here during well, the interview I said time. four. I said there were four and those were three people. So okay. you guys didn't even guess. So I'm, I win by default. Okay. Uh, Gloria Scandarian oh, came four. in. Oh, four. So I am the winner. You are. What is my place? She would have been a great person to interview. Yep. She yep. was the original donor to the Library Expansion Fund, so too bad. I didn't know that. All right, hmm. well. Okay, recommendations. Right. What books. should we be reading? Oh, boy. I have read so many good books in the past month. It's not often that I have this many books that I actually How want to talk about. How did you find time to read so much? Um, a lot of them are audio. You also um, said they were off social media, protecting your heart. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, the time that I'm not looking at Facebook, I've got my nose in a book. Um, so and she doesn't do TikTok, so right, yeah, that's a big. I, yeah. I, I had to, I had to cut that off. I can't Don't remember what that was. It's gonna take yeah, there's it's just yeah, <laughs> it's enough. It's, I had, I had, I had no. Um, I couldn't stop myself. It was like if I sat down. Oh, I've got 15 minutes, and two hours later, I'm like, <laughs> what just happened? So I said, <laughs> no, nope, this is bad. I had to just completely walk um, away. My daughter gave me the so. advice: if you want to go on TikTok, don't go on Pinterest instead. Because Pinterest has that same like uh, rabbit hole, so but it's productive because you're like oh, you know how you yeah. have like, your Pinterest pages, mm, yes. and it's like 
So, like, I really want to do a Kentucky Derby um, party sometime. Ooh, that would uh, be fun. So I have this great board, but, like, I have never had the party. So yeah. I'm like, you're right. I'm not going on TikTok. I'm going to go on my Kentucky Pinterest. Derby party Pinterest Okay. <laughs> in two hours. That's gone. good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, go back to your okay. so the first thing that I wanted to say was that um, three of the books that I've read recently that I'm that I'm going to mention were recommended to me by Ellen Hildebrand. Oh. And she's not my friend. I don't know her, but I follow her on social media. Mm-hmm. And she is an avid reader in addition to being a writer. And so she's always talking about books. And I, I'm finding that a lot of the books that she's recommending are books that I have also then read and loved so I like that she you know we're mm-hmm. kind of on the same um, wavelength so the first book that was her recommendation is called mouth to mouth by Antoine Wilson and I read this as an ebook and I almost never read ebooks I never check out ebooks because I, I'm always worried I'm never gonna finish it and then oh my gosh I didn't finish the book and now I don't know what happened but I made myself get through this book it wasn't a really big book either um, the Quickly, the premise is there's a man who's going for a walk on the beach and he sees another man um, who's basically drowning, drowned, and he drags him out of the water, does CPR, actually resuscitates him. And then he's curious about, well, what happened to the guy afterwards? And um, you you see this, this entire story told as an anecdote that these two uh, old college acquaintances run into each other at an airport and they've got time to kill for delay. And so the, the man that saved the man's life is telling this story to this old college acquaintance. So it's all being told, you know, this is uh-huh. what happened. And so you see how the life of the man who was rescued and the life of the man who rescued him kind of get intertwined and you mm-hmm. see what happens. And then, oh my gosh, the ending was like... Ooh. jaw dropping it was really good i just i tore through it really quickly it was do we yep, own it we do not yep mouth to mouth by antoine wilson so that came out fairly recently i mm-hmm. think that was really good uh another book i really liked that i did as an audiobook was the murder of mr wickham by claudia gray and this is anybody who loves jane austen i think could appreciate this book she takes all of the characters I, th- I think it's nearly from all of Jane Austen's novels, and she puts them all together in one book. So at the very beginning, she has got an author's note where she explains the timelines of all these books and kind of, and then that she took a little bit of liberties with kind of smushing people together into one timeline um, to make the book work. But, you know, she's got Elizabeth and Darcy, and she's got... Um, She's got the people from Persuasion, and she's got the people from Sense and Sensibility, and they're they're all together at a house party. Oh, really? They're I all together love- at a house party. So mm-hmm. they're all, you know, they're all, di- you know, they're they're different ages, and mm-hmm. then, um, and then, you know, like Elizabeth, uh, the, the Bennets, they have um, a son who's a like a teenage aged son in in the story, um, and as the title implies, Mr. Wickham is murdered. And, of course, he deserved it um, <laughs> just for being the scoundrel that he is. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's it's a mystery, in it, and you see how the, the, the mystery is solved. And she sets it up with um, the Bennett's son, and I don't remember his character's name off the top of my head. I think it was Jonathan. And then another young female character that um, the two of them are the two that they worked together to solve the mystery. And it's left kind of open-ended, and mm-hmm. Claudia Gray is writing another book 
in this series. And I think it's coming out later this year, I think in May. And I meant to look up the name of it and I forgot. But anyway, um, I'll definitely read it because I really enjoyed this first one. Did, did, do you think it, you would have benefited from rereading all of that? No. no I don't, I don't feel like I needed... For, must already so familiar with them. I think, I think if... I, I would say if you've never read Jane Austen, mm-hmm. I don't know that you would enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. I think you probably still could. But knowing the characters' backstories, I think maybe you you would enjoy it yeah. more. But you don't don't feel like I mean I haven't I reread Emma recently because the Just the Classics book club mm-hmm. read it, but I mean I haven't read Pride and Prejudice in over a decade. Mm-hmm. But you know I still still really really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that one was great. The next book is also an Ellen Hildebrand book. It's called Trespasses by Louise Kennedy. And this is set in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. And I listened to this as an audiobook as well. And it was, I thought it was so interesting. And and I would love to either find an interview or do some Googling to find out if they did it on purpose. But the woman who was narrating this, she just had the most beautiful, lyrical voice. And then she's telling you all these awful, violent things that are Mm. happening. So it was such an interesting juxtaposition. Um, I swear they they had to have done that on purpose. What is it called? Um, it's called Trespasses okay. by Louise Kennedy, and so it's the Catholics and the Protestants, and in the the early 1970s, I think, 70s um, if I'm remembering 80s, the yeah. timeline correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't I don't want to get too much into the story. It's 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 kind of complicated, but not in a bad way. And then it's one of those where it's like you're 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 following along, you're following along. There's a little bit of a mystery, but it's definitely not. A mystery and then um the way it's all resolved and you see oh oh my gosh I can't believe that that's mm-hmm. what ended up happening so that I really really enjoyed that so thank you Ellen for another excellent recommendation um the next book I want to talk about is called Hester by Lori Lico Albanese and this is historical fiction mm-hmm. and I this is one of the times where I I totally judged a book by its cover. It's got this beautiful cover with all these like embroidered roses on it and leaves and I thought, "Ooh, that's really pretty." And it's called Hester. Mm-hmm. And I had just read The House of the Seven Gables last year. Mm-hmm. So somehow I thought it was going to be one of those historical fictions where Hester Prynne is one of the characters uh-huh. and it's like a spin-off on her story mm-hmm. or something. Totally not that. It was all, but she did, she did take the kernel of truth that Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote the House of the Seven Gables Mm -hmm. and he wrote the Scarlet Letter. This was really more about the Scarlet Letter. Um, And that, that, that was a little bit of truth. And then it's, it's all of Nathaniel, well, I shouldn't even say it's Nathaniel Hawthorne's backstory. It's the, it's the fictional story of the woman who in this author's fictional world inspired Nathaniel Hawthorne to write The Scarlet Letter. So oh, it's all about the woman. Okay. It's not really about him. He's, mm-hmm. he's maybe even a minor character. Okay. Um, so if, if you like historical fiction, that's a really great book for you. Hi, um, The next book that I wanted to talk about is called This Other Eden by Paul Harding. And this one, Bonnie, I think this would be a potential good book for your Black Books Matter book club to read someday. What's the title? Um, it's called This Other Eden by Paul Harding, and it's it's brandy new. 
um, I I listened. It was it was one of those funny things. I I was looking at the actually the the our card catalog here, and this this cover popped up and I thought oh that's kind of interesting looking what's that about and I clicked it and read it and realized it was brand new and that there were copies available on overdrive and that almost never happens I swear that's only happened maybe one other time in my life where I've heard about a brand new book went on overdrive oops I'm supposed to be saying Libby sorry it's Libby look at Libby not overdrive um Libby and and there it was and so I borrowed it I listened to the audiobook and it's a story about and I haven't looked this up yet to find out if it's based in truth. But in, in this fictional world, there is an island just off the coast of Maine. That's, it's close enough to the mainland that when the tide is low, the residents of the island can, can kind of wade through the water and get to land. So we're not talking like Monhegan or, you know, um, Isles of Shoals. Not that far. It's close enough that they can get, they can get to land. there are a lot land. of islands like that so, in Maine. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, it's based in truth, I don't know. But... Um, the people who lived on the island in the late 19th or mid-19th, late 19th century were kind of this mishmash of people from who were descended from slaves and people who were, you know, Portuguese sailors and people who were, you know, just straight up average white settlers. Mm-hmm. And so that they, they had very, very blended families and... As they at the beginning of the 20th century, when there there was a a teacher who went to the island to try to he's going to civilize them and, and teach them and and they were smart in their own ways, but from the perspective of the world, they were backwards and mm-hmm. they were you know they knew nothing and yeah. um, so they were living kind of this beautiful idyllic life and then all of a sudden the government is now intruding oh. and you know classifying them as. Um, not idiots, that's not the word I want, but, um, you know, saying, oh, well, they, they don't even know who the president is. Mm-hmm. Well, of course they don't, because it's 1911, and they live on an island, and they don't get a newspaper, and mm-hmm. they don't have electricity, and mm-hmm. they're just living there. Hi, Birdie. That's Hi, Birdie. a nice one, Birdie. It's a unicorn book. Unicorns, gotta love unicorns. Are you any, any, any unicorn Unicorn. Books I have not. I, di- <laughs> I, did read, I did read a book last spring i think it was called the lady in the unicorn <laughs> and it was it was um tracy chevalier and mm-hmm. it was um about she t- kind of did a spin-off on uh unicorn tapestries that were oh. not not the unicorn tapestries unicorn in tapestry. not the ones at the cloisters but there's mm-hmm. a different set of real tapestries that had a unicorn in it and she wrote a book kind of a spin-off on that oh, so my goodness so yeah so a little side story there <laughs> um yeah so so this other eden so um, over, over the, the course of all these generations, of course, some of the people living on this island looked very black. Some of them did not. And some of them definitely could pass in, you know, regular society, and no one would ever know. And so they, they talked about how over the years, over the generations, some people would just sort of kind of integrate into life off of the island. And so in this book, you're following the one character who, when the people on the island can kind of see the end is coming you know they they know the government is getting involved they're they're not they're going to lose what they have on the island so they take the one young man who has a lot of promise and they kind of pull in a favor for him and get him to be sent off so he's going to go to art school and he's living with um the hales which they were a real family in massachusetts a very prominent family um and the, the story kind of goes from there. I don't want to give too much away. But it just, I felt like it had a lot to say kind of about, hmm, 
I don't know. It was really, really good. It definitely literary fiction, and I right away I thought of the the well, Black Books Matter tonight, book club, which is so. a good reminder. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. So you can mention this book I to them. It to yep. Them. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then the next book, another. This is the third Ellen Hildebrand book. It's called Notes on an Execution uh, by Dana, and I have no idea how to pronounce her last name. Kukafka, maybe. Um, so this book, this is a funny story, and Joanne was here. Last Friday, when the ILL van was delivered, oh, yeah. there were two bins, and they were chock full, and I thought, wow, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have so many books to process. So I start taking books out of the first bin, and the top maybe half dozen in the top of the pile were for us, for Mont Vernon, and then all of a sudden I pick up one, and it says Milton. And I thought, ah, oh, darn, well, that happens sometimes. I'll just set it aside. And then I keep picking them up, Milton. Milton. Because Milton. Milton. Like, yeah, darn Milton's it. Right next to so ours. yes. Have so you, did you ever tour the basement of the? I've seen pictures and I've seen videos, but I've never actually been there myself. So there's storage container. These little these blue buckets. Yes. And they're all alphabetical. All so on you shelves. You can just see someone just put Mont Vernon. Right. And Milton so it and Mont probably one or two accidentally got mixed in, uh-huh. and then Mont, they saw the Mont Vernon on the top, so they grabbed it and <laughs> yeah. brought it to us. So this bin was here with all of these books for Milton. So I called the State Library and let them know. And I called Milton and let them know. And then as I was looking at it, I realized, ooh, there's a copy of Notes on an Execution here. And I had that on hold to listen to as an audiobook, but I still had to wait six more weeks. So this was last Friday, knowing that the storm is coming the next day so that I'm going to be stuck in the house all day with nothing to do but read. My husband was out of town. I said, you know what? I'm just going to take it home. Take I'm going to read it. Right I literally read it. I read it. I read it. I read nearly the entire book on Saturday. I finished the last 50 pages on Sunday morning. Um, wasn't even supposed to be. It wasn't moment. even supposed to be here. And it just showed up. So I tucked a little note in it when I got it ready to return it back to Milton and just said, you know, please add one more to your circulation and explain the whole story to them. Um, so this book is a story about a man who is on death row. And you're seeing him through his last 24 hours. But it's, it's the most, the bulk of the story is told in flashbacks. So mm-hmm. you're seeing um, he murdered some women and mm, serial killer, I guess you'd say. And so you're, you, you see different points when he, when he met, met the first one and you, it goes all the way back in his childhood, kind of like maybe this is why he is the way he is. But then you're also seeing um, the period in time before he was captured, before he was in jail, the police detective who was kind of trying to chase down the leads and figure out that who he was and who that he was this this serial killer. So it's it's one of those books like it's it's counting down the hours to go, and he's he's got a plan. He he wants to try to escape um he thinks he's got this plan working and so it's it's exciting because you're like oh what's gonna happen and mm-hmm. and you're seeing okay now it's, it's there's six hours left and there's five hours left and it's it's all the way down to the end and it's there's 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 a lot to do with his family and kind of his extended family and what it means to forgive and what it means to be a family and you know can you can you can you be a damaged person and still love and can you be good and what is good and what is evil and there's, so there's a lot going on and it was it was a pretty short book and it read obviously pretty quickly because I blew through it in a day yeah um, so again thank you Ellen love that one and then the last book that I've read recently that I wanted to talk about this one I read on Sunday and Monday oh all right so 
lots of reading this past weekend. This is called The Twyford Code by Janice Hallett. And this book was brilliant. It was so fun. Um, this is a book that I bought, and mm -hmm. I don't often buy books. Mm -hmm. But I was down in Boston recently, and I went to the beautiful Beacon Hill Books mm -hmm. on Charles Street. And I went in there. There was another book that I'm going to talk about that I went in thinking, ooh, if they still have a copy of this book, this other book, I'm going to buy it. And they had it, and I was standing there thinking, oh, I don't know, do I really want to get this? And I turned, and then there was the Twyford Code right there on a table. And I already knew that I wanted to talk about it even before I had read it for the uh -huh. podcast. I wanted to talk about it as a book I wanted to read. And I looked at it, and they had one copy oh, wow. of the Twyford Code. And I said, nope, that's it. I'm buying this one instead. So mm -hmm. I did. I bought it. And it's... The book is told as though you're reading the transcript of someone who had recorded on their phone, like on the voice um, memo uh -huh. feature on their phone. And that's so the whole book is read as though it's a transcript. So there are times where, because of the gentleman's accent, and it's set in England, <clears throat> so instead of saying, he's saying must, must have, like must have, must have, the voice transcription reads it as mustard. <laughs> so there's like funny little quirky things like that. So it's almost like when you're reading like Shakespeare or Jane Austen, you kind of have to get the ear mm -hmm. for the story. But once for you sure. get that, it reads, it goes a little more quickly. So at first it's it's a little, you're a little wrong-footed because you're like, wait, what am I reading? What is this saying? And mm -hmm. there's, there's one, there's, there's this one other word that the first time I read it, I'm like, what is he talking about? And then it, it eventually, you figure it out and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. I don't want to give it away because it, mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with the story. So, so you're reading along. But you and will get it. You, you will get it. You will get it. Okay. Yes. The, mm -hmm. the first couple times he says this, this word, it doesn't make sense, mm -hmm. but then it's, it's revealed oh, okay, that's what it's referring to, and, and you get it. And so it's you're following along, and it's the, the premise as you're reading it is that there were these books published uh, in the 30s and 40s by this uh, woman, I think it's, is it, I can't remember her name. Her last name is Twyford, and that she was somehow involved with, like, the British Secret Service or something, and that she hid these this code in these books, and there's all this meaning, and... Um, it's, so it's, it's very exciting and he's, he's got the, the main character's a, a gentleman and he's got a woman who's, he's helped, they're trying to figure out the code and they're gonna, they're gonna find where the gold is. And then you get to this one point and all of a sudden he disappears and then, and it's like, what is going on? And you find out that they're, well, mm, no, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. What <laughs> am I doing? Oh, my God. All I'm right. going to give it all away. Settle down. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's got such a great twist. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I stopped. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I almost gave it, gave oh, it away. You had a little dreamy look so, in your eyes. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, it's so brilliant. It. I love books that have, um, uh, and I meant to look it up, um, kind of like a, almost like a hidden quest in it or something mm -hmm. you know or um there, there was a book that came out a few years ago it was I think Charlie Lovett is the author and it's about the grail and I don't remember the name of it the holy grail the hidden grail um and I so I love like that sort of yeah, I don't know I don't know how else to put it a hidden quest sort right. of so this book a bonus uh, this book is kind of similar to that in that there's there's things to kind of you have to puzzle through and you're 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 doing it along with 
the characters. Mm-hmm. And then that whole twist that I almost talked about but won't talk about <laughs> is just brilliant. And you go back and you say, oh my gosh, all right. Oh, and then I love you, books like you, that. You can, you, can, you can choose to read along as the character is solving it or you can go back and find what they mention and figure it out mm-hmm. yourself. So that yeah. was... I do like mm. books like that where yes. you're at the end and you're like, wait a minute. And now mm-hmm. you have to go back. Go back. Yeah. Things. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I'm actually going to just donate my copy to the library okay. because I want people to enjoy this book as much because I loved have. it so much. All like right. there's no sense to just have it sitting on my shelf. Um, yes. So those are all books. That's a lot. That's a lot. I know that's a lot, but those are things I've read recently that I liked. Those are all going in the show notes. So okay. If you're yes. writing them down, don't. Yep. <laughs> yep. We'll, we'll put it in the notes. And then, um, so there's a handful of other books that have come out um, in the last month and a half or so, and these are things that I'd like to read. So the other book that I didn't buy at Beacon Hill Books and Cafe is called River Sing Me Home by Eleanor Shearer. That came out at the very end of January. Um, I feel like I've already talked a lot, so I don't think I'm going to talk about these as specifically as I did all the other ones. Um, That one looks like it's like a historical fiction. Um, The the next book is actually nonfiction. It's called Africa Town by Nick Tabor. I don't I I went through a phase where I read a lot of nonfiction, and and I think since COVID, I I have not been reading as much nonfiction. Mm -hmm. It was like the real world was. Enough. Hard enough. Too much. Bonnie um, loves nonfiction. I love it. Yeah. I'm not really a nonfiction. Yeah. I have to learn gal. something. Yes. I'm not trying to escape. I'm trying to improve. Yeah. Ah, okay. Is that weird? No. Nope. It can be about anything too. Mm-hmm. Like it, I just find it fascinating. So this you this might be another one, good one for your Black Books Matter book club. Um, so it's it says an evocative and epic story. Nick Tabor's Africa Town charts the fraught history of America from those who were brought here as slaves, but nevertheless established a home for themselves and their descendants, a community which often thrived despite persistent racism and environmental pollution. So it's it tracks the people who were on the last slave, slave ship, ship. Mm-hmm. brought to America in 1860. Um, yes. So they were emancipated five years after they were brought here. And then it's, it's, it's following, um, their story, their real story. So that, I thought that sounded fascinating. Fascinating. That's a good word. Um, the other book, the next book that I wanted to talk about, um, is called The Crane Husband by Kelly Barnhill. And now Kelly Barnhill wrote The Girl Who Drank the Moon, which is a juvenile Uh fiction book. And then this past year... She had a big success with When Women Were Dragons. I was wondering if that's... Yes. Yeah. So when I heard that she had a book out, I don't even know what it's about. I don't even care. <laughs> I, lo- I love her that much that I'm going to read it no matter what it is. So um, I was so excited. The I'm, Crane Husband? The Crane Husband, okay. which traditionally there's the story of the crane wife. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea if it's twist on that. I have no idea what it, if it's something, but yeah, there we go. Kelly Barnhill. Yes. Thank you. Um... The next one is called Pineapple Street by Jenny Jackson, and that just came out two days ago. Mm-hmm. And I heard about this from, I follow Chris Bajalian on social media. Mm-hmm. He's a Vermont writer. I think I've read nearly everything he's written. And he mentioned this book because Jenny Jackson was one of his editors. Oh. And I had seen this advertised, you know, from the editor of Crazy Rich Asians, and I thought, what a weird way to market a book. Why mm-hmm. would I care uh-huh. Who, who edited, 
But it's she is now a writer. Mm -hmm. So this is her first foray into writing novels instead of editing them. So all of all of the authors who she's worked with are now cheering for her and helping to promote her. So that's that's I heard about her through Chris Bergelian. So Pineapple Street. I think if you don't know by now, I'm a sucker for books set in New York City. This is set in Brooklyn. I was familiar. Mm -hmm. Say no more. I got to read it. And then the last book I want to mention, and this is a witchy book, (laughs) Wayward by Amelia Hart. And that also came out two days ago. And that's another one, totally judging the book by its cover. It's got this gorgeous cover with the, it's got a crow on it. Let me see if I can find the um, mushrooms. It's it's like, it's very lush Mm -hmm. looking. Um, yeah, it's like, it's this beautiful birds and fruits. Ooh, and, I like it. Yeah. So I saw that and thought, ooh, what's that it's about? beautiful. So, Wayward. And I think this is a debut novel, but don't quote me on that. Um, so those are all books that I'd like to read that have just recently come out. And then I'm only going to mention two upcoming books because I, this was already a lot. Um, a debut novelist, Monica Brashears, which she has a last name of, there is an author Brashears, but it's not her. That's somebody different because this is a debut. April 4th, the book House of Cotton comes out. Um, I did read the description and it, it just sounds. Uh, so we've got a stunning, and I'm reading this just from Where are you finding Amazon. your new release information? Like what's your source um, for what's coming out? I follow a lot of different publishing companies uh-huh. on Instagram. So yeah. I see a lot of things there. I look... Well, I guess that's also on Facebook. I, I would say that's the majority of it. Okay. Um, you know, and then whatever is I'm being influenced by ads on Instagram, things mm-hmm. will pop up because I'm following right. all those publishing companies. Yeah. Um, I follow, um, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon, all her. I follow Book of the Month Club. Um, you know, a lot of people in the the bookie world. Like I said, Ellen right. Hildebrand, Chris Pajalian. To get you to yep. buy the book. Yeah. And like yep. for us, that's very helpful to put it on the list. Yep. You know, like upcoming yes so and I and there's there's a handful of other authors that I follow as well and I figure if I like and I've enjoyed what they're what they've written and they're telling me about a book that they read that they liked I feel like I can trust them because I like what they write so um yes House of Cotton and then the last book this one doesn't come out come out until July bye Sandy it bye did you get a town report? Did you get a town report? Sorry, Amy. Oh, no problem. Um, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. She wrote everybody, I think she really got catapulted into fame by Mexican Gothic. Yes. And I had gone back and read her two books that came out before Very that. Very controversial book. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, her books before that, completely different. One of them was almost like a Mexican, into Mexican history with the gods, and it was... Anyway, um, she's got a new book coming out called Silver Nitrate, and that comes out in July. Oh, that's so, far away off. Yep, far summer away read. off, but I figured it was, yep, it'll be a good, it'll be a good summer, summer read. Yep. yep, so lots of books, lots of talking. Lots of books, lots of talking. <laughs> um, we were just mentioning Town Report to our good friend Sandy Walker, who is jumping mm. in. If you need a Town Report, and you're going to need one. Yep, mm-hmm. there's a lot of information. It's the Bible of um, town meeting, right? You know mm-hmm. what you're getting ready for. Um, you can go and go line by line on the budgets. Right. Also, fun fact, each department um, is asked to write a kind of summary of the year. So right. So town report submissions are in there. And you can go and read the good works of everybody 
in town and see what they did or it might just be like a spreadsheet of how they spent their money yeah but i know amy you just recently went through and looked at years and years of town reports i did to do a little bit of research mm-hmm. uh for the trustees and 52 um, years worth of town 52 reports. years so you pretty much have the whole history of our town. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, but you did say something interesting to me you're like yeah like um, we are restricted to one slash two pages, and of course we want to write and write and write of all the little things that we did <laughs> through the whole entire year, but that's not what a town report is. You're supposed to hit the high points yeah, and right. um, embellishing a little bit, but not a lot of it is helpful because when you were going through the reports, did some details stick out to you? Like we were looking up when was right. the bathroom added to the library. Right. It was you like know, 1975, a relief room was added. Yes. And it was kind of coded, but it was in the town It's report. in the town report. And we do The not, telephone? Yeah, we don't have yep. the minutes here of every meeting the library right. trustees ever had to, to know that. So mm-hmm. I recorded this year that the, the Dalen Trust put in the lights in the back of the library. So it's like a real... No big deal thing, I guess, if you didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. But they put all the new overhead lighting in and it became so bright. So I made sure to write it in the town report yeah. so that till the end of time, they'll know. Like, they oh, know. That 2022 was the year they added light. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to the adult yeah. collection area. Because there was just like one pendant light back there. And it always went off. It would yes. flicker or whatever would oh, happen. Um, so oh, I forgot about that. Anyways, thanks for going in yeah. and reading all those. Yes, so, it was uh, the interesting. The town report is important. I know a lot of houses in town have every single issue oh, yeah. know, since they've lived here. And it's a good record of mm-hmm. what happened in the past year. Not yep. the upcoming year, what happened in the past year. Right, the past year. And I will just apologize to Ben Crosby. I forgot to mention that they put our new walkway in. So I might even go oh, to the microphone yeah. at town meeting and as an additional him. and thank him because it surely should have been in there. All the hard work of DPW coming to fix our sidewalk, yes. and um, Ann Dodd and the the other trustees from the Dalen Trust paid for it. But it was a nice collaboration that I probably should have noted. So my apologies; it doesn't all fit in one page. So, <laughs> anyways, yep. Um, exciting. Good luck at town meeting. I think it's going to be mm. a long one. Pack your overnight bag. Um, drinks, for and, sure. drinks and snacks. Drinks and snacks, mints and joyfulness. I'm not sure I'm getting to that bingo card this year, but oh, I'm going to try. Yeah. I, we need a bingo card. I My daughter's coming home search. from college and she wants a bingo card. I think it's going to be so long that we're going to need like an activity. So I'll try and maybe, maybe do a double sided. An activity booklet. Yes, an activity <laughs> booklet this year. I'm going to put and, on a color um, I will. I never want town meeting to go away, even if it's god awful. I think it's like the purest form of democracy and Absolutely. everybody gets a chance. I like it. Yep. And raise your yep. hand high and proud for the things that you want or you don't want. Right. And um, don't be shy. Go to the microphone if you have something yep. to say. And yep. that's it. So we'll see everybody at town meeting and next podcast we'll give you the recap. And, Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a new library. You never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> All right, everyone. See you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.